Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Round the Cauldron. I'm Megan. This podcast is produced every Monday. Sometimes educational, sometimes philosophical, and always honest. Remember to follow the show on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron, on Twitter at Round the Cauldron without the D, and at my website, roundthecauldron.com. You can also help support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. There, you can pledge as little as a dollar a month to get patron-only perks. If you can't pledge anything or you don't want to, that's 100% okay. I would also just appreciate if you shared the show with your friends, family, and whoever else you think would listen. That helps me out too. Are you ready to hop into today's topic? Grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me around the cauldron. I hope you all had a wonderful Samhain if you celebrate Samhain or Halloween. Uh, if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, I hope you had a wonderful Beltane, and yeah, so let's hop into today's topic. Today, I wanted to talk about my personal method for spell crafting. Now, this isn't going to be spell casting. It's a little different. Um, spell crafting is the art of creating your spell. And there are several different things that I like to think about before I cast a spell while I'm creating my spell. The first thing that I think about is what am I trying to accomplish? What is my what? So sometimes I like to run through the the W's, who, what, when, where, why, and then the H, how. Um, And you can kind of use that format to guide your spell crafting as well. So the who, in this case, is going to be me. I'm going to be casting the spell. The spell is going to be for me. Um, That might be different for you if you're casting a spell for someone else. But just think about that as you're creating your spell. The next step is going to be the what. What are you trying to accomplish? This can be anything from self-love to prosperity to money to health Whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, make note of that too. Now, please be realistic. Um, I don't know how many Facebook groups I have been in where somebody has asked for a spell to physically change the appearance of their bodies. Like, I want to change it to a dragon or I want to change it to a mermaid. You can't do that. That is not physically possible. Okay? Um... And if you can do that, please keep it a secret because I don't want you to become a guinea pig for the government. <laughs> uh, but think about think about the what. What are you trying to accomplish? That's also going to determine how fast you want the spell to work and how you cast it. And we'll get into that in a minute. So how fast do you want your spell to work? Do you want it to be instantaneous? 
do you want it to be something that gradually happens over time? This is something that you also need to think about when creating your spell. Um, because if you are using tools and how you are casting your spell, it that's going to play a role. The next thing that I like to think about is what sort of tools am I going to need? Am I going to need a special knife? Um, am I going to need any ingredients? Do I need incense? Do I need herbs? All of that is going to be dependent on what it is that you're trying to do. Now, I'm not going to tell you what herbs to use for what kind of spell and magic, because in my personal opinion, correspondences for herbs and colors are all personal preference unless you're part of a tradition. So if you're part of a tradition and you are looking to cast a certain kind of spell, you need to look in that tradition's Book of Shadows or the Book of Shadows of a Coven if you belong to a coven. Um, otherwise, use things that are around you. Use things that have traditionally been used for whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then if you have any personal preferences or personal feelings towards a specific herb or ingredient that you feel would be good for the spell that you're trying to cast, then use that as well. There's no, in my opinion, as far as I'm aware, there's no really hard and fast rule that says you can't use a specific herb for a specific purpose. If that ingredient, if the spirit in that ingredient is telling you that, hey, this is what I am and I can help you with your health, then use it. Um, if you get a sense of prosperity or wealth from a specific ingredient. Go with that. Go with your gut. But also, and this is something that I'm learning how to do because plants have never really been my thing. Um, I mean, I can grow a garden, but er using herbs and stuff, have it's never really been my thing. Um, but I'm learning how to get the feel for a specific herb um, and really commune with the spirit of that herb because I do hold an animistic view of the world and that really colors my witchcraft. So think about that too when you are gathering your ingredients. You also want to think about how you're going to cast the spell. Is it going to be a sachet? Is it going to be a poppet? Are you going to be burning anything? Um, all of those different methods of spell casting require different ingredients and different things that you have to have. You know, if you're going to be using fire, you want to make sure that you have a bowl of water or a cup of water or a fire extinguisher or something of the sort. Fire safety, guys. Fire safety. Um, those are all things that you need to think about when crafting your spell and getting ready to work your spell. The next thing you need to think about is goes along the lines of how you're going to cast your spell. Um, I think about this in terms of, am I going to be using an affirmation, a chant, an incantation? Um, is it going to rhyme? Do I need to say it out loud? Is it going to be in another language? Those sorts of things. Um, I am of the opinion that if English is not your native language, feel free to say your spells and incantation 
Feel free to say your spells and incantations in your native language or a language that you're, well, I would no, I wouldn't say a language that you're learning because you do want to be specific and make sure that you say it right. Um, say it in a language that you are comfortable with. There's no sense in being uncomfortable speaking words that you should be comfortable speaking when you're working magic. Now, the difference between these three things that I've listed here, um, an affirmation is something that, um, something that you use, it's a, oh my gosh, I can't talk today. <laughs> an affirmation is a statement. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. An affirmation is a statement. I am strong. That's an affirmation. Affirmations are said in the present tense as if they are happening or they uh, will be happening. They are said in the present tense. It's not going to be something like, I was rich. That's not, a, that's not an affirmation. You want it to be in the present tense because that's how that magic works. With affirmations, you are manifesting what it is that you're saying. So if you say, I was rich, that's not going to get you any money today. That means that maybe you had money in the past, but not right now. So with your affirmations, make sure that it is a statement. I am, I have those sorts of statements, um, and be very specific. I cannot stress this enough. When you are working magic, when you are doing spells, be specific, as specific as you can. And this goes along with, um, like your timetable too, because you can do a spell for, for, uh, like a hundred dollars. But if you don't give your spell parameters to work within that give it a time frame, you might end up with a hundred dollars over the course of 10 years. If you don't give that energy direction to go in, it's gonna do what it wants as long as it gets to its end goal. It doesn't matter which road it takes, you know? Um, but be specific. Then you can use a chant. So a chant is just something that you say over and over and over again. Um, you can use affirmations like a chant. So if you, for example, are um, working on being fit and healthy, right? Um, you might come up with several different affirmations that you use, like I am strong, I am healthy, I enjoy exercise, I drink enough water, you know, those sorts of things. You can turn those affirmations into a chant, and it's just something that you say over and over and over again, um, however many times, three times, ten times, um, over the span of 10 minutes, that's really up to you. Um, but that is just a different way of putting those words into energy for your spell to work. Now you can also use an incantation. Incantation is a weird word for me because I am a huge Harry Potter fan. And so when I think of incantation, I think of expecto patronum or, you know, the, the incantations that they use in Harry Potter, but that's not what I mean. Uh, I mean, I guess it can be uh, if you are, if you practice pop culture witchcraft, that's something different. I'll do an episode on that one day too. 
Um, but an incantation is how you would think of a witch casting a spell. It is a phrase or a paragraph. Um, normally it rhymes. That is up to you. If you are Wiccan, the Wiccan read, the read of the Wicca calls for your spells to be, um, spoken in rhyme. If you are not Wiccan, go for it. Say your spell however you want. Um, I'll give an example of, um, an incantation. So, I like Harry Potter, but I also grew up watching Charmed. And um, I have one of the spells here that they use to summon the angel of death. So this is an, this is an example, okay? This is not a real spell. Um, you could use these words, you could use them as inspiration, but this is how an incantation would sound. Hear now the words of the witches, the secrets we hid in the night. The oldest of gods are invoked here. The great work of magic is sought. In this night and in this hour, I call upon the ancient power. Bring together we sisters three. Embrace the power. Unite the power. So you can see in part of that it rhymes. Uh, in this night and in this hour, I call upon the ancient power. Um, but the rest of it doesn't rhyme. And that's okay. This is not a spell that is meant to rhyme. They have another one that does rhyme. Uh, it's the Angel of Destiny summoning spell. It says, spirits of air, sand, and sea converge to set the angel free. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me before my time. That is an example of an incantation that rhymes. Uh, and it's totally fine to use pop culture as an inspiration for your incantations and your spells. I know some people, words escape them, and that's okay. Um, sometimes words are hard for me too, and I write for a living. <laughs> it's okay. Just take your time and think about the easiest method for you and the method that would fit the spell that you're trying to cast. Lastly, I like to think about exactly how I'm going to cast the spell. Am I going to use the elements of earth, air, fire, or water? Or am I just going to say my affirmation and my chant and use the energy from the words in their own respect? Um, so each element is, for me, associated with a different type of of magic. And that doesn't mean that like fire magic is for, I don't know, creating fireballs or something like that. That's, that's not what I mean. Um, I mean it in a way as like, okay, so if I use the element of earth to cast my spell, earth has a very grounded, very stable energy to it. And using the element of earth in my spell and in my magic is going to bring that stable and grounded energy to my spell. So when you think about it, each element really brings a significant sort of energy to your spell and your magic that is going to have an effect on the methodology and time frame that is given to your spell. So let's run through them really quick. Um, and 
keep in mind these are my personal correspondences, my personal feelings of the energy of these elements. Uh, they might be a little different for you and that's okay. Um, you'll want to use your own personal correspondences and feelings for the elements in your spells. So for me, um, if I cast a spell using the element of earth, that is going to bring a very stable, very grounded energy to my magic, and it is going to be very long-lasting and slow-acting. So using the element of earth is not for a spell that requires quick results. However, if I use the element of fire, think of how fast fire can engulf something. Fire is one of those elements that has the ability to create, but also to devastate. And that is the kind of energy that using fire can bring to your spells. It is very powerful, very fast acting, but it's also very quick to fizzle out. So as long as you have it under control, the fire should be okay. But if you let the fire get out of control, you can have a raging inferno on your hands. And casting spells with the element of fire requires very, very specific spell work, very specific attention to detail, but it's also the most common form of spell work because it's the easiest. Then if you're to use the element of air to cast your spell, air has a very peaceful energy to it and it's very good for when you need to let things go. It can also be used to speed up a process um, and bring peace to a situation. The element of air, I want to say has an average time frame. It can be long lasting. It all depends. Um, I know that's not very helpful, but air and water are the two that really have sort of an unpredictable time frame if it's not given specific parameters to work with. Um, the element of water is very flowy and it will take whatever route is necessary to get to its end destination. So if something is in the way, it'll either erode at that obstacle or it'll find a way to go around. But it does get to its destination eventually. So how do you, how do you use the elements in your spells? Um, you can use them just on your altar. You can have representations of each element on your altar. If you're going to use earth to cast your spell, the most common in this situation involves burying something in the earth or making something grow out of the earth. Now, if you're going to be burying something in the earth, please be mindful of what you're burying. We don't want to bury things that you're going to forget about and that will cause harm to the environment. If it's going to be something that say it's a protection jar for your property. You, you bury it in one of the corners of your property and it protects the perimeter of your property. That's not going to be something that you're going to leave there if you move 
to another property. You're going to take it out and you're going to take those things with you because normally protection jars contain items in them and personal effects or literal parts of you that you don't want anybody else to have access to. Um, that is something that would be okay to bury because you're going to take it with you when you leave or you're going to dig it up and refresh it every year or something to that effect. Um, but if you are burying something that you don't intend on digging up, make sure that what you're burying is biodegradable, compostable. It's not going to cause harm to the environment because that really defeats the purpose of everything, in my opinion. Um, you don't want to do harm to the environment just for your spell. There are plenty of things that can be buried that aren't going to cause any damage to earth at all. Now, fire is the easiest thing because what do you do with fire? You light things on fire. Um, so the most common method of spell casting with fire is writing something down on a piece of paper and burning it. And then you've got the ashes. And then you can combine that with the element of air and let it go. It all depends. See, you, you got to think about all of these things when you're working the spell and think about your end goal and what it is that you want to accomplish because you can use every aspect to your advantage. And I encourage you to because you have all of these opportunities and all of these things available to you that will make everything easier, faster, and more accurate. So that's my method for spell crafting and figuring out how I'm going to do things. Um, obviously, the next step in spell crafting is actually casting the spell. Um, oh, I totally forgot to mention. <laughs> um, think about the phases of the moon and the phases of the sun and the astrology. And, you know, if that's something that you're into. Um, not everybody uses the phases of the moon to cast their spells. That's fine. I normally don't either. Um, only when I'm feeling particularly, I don't know, I have to be in the mood to use the moon phases to cast my spells. Um, but if that is something that you like to do, when casting your spells, make sure that you are using the proper phase of the moon for the magic that you're doing. Um, if you want to get really technical, um, you can look at the days of the week and any specific correspondences you have for the days of the week, um, hours of the day. I mean, you can get so technical and so detailed with your spell work if that's what you want to do. But like I said, there are so many different things to take into consideration for how you practice your magic and how you cast your spells that I couldn't possibly go over every single one in one video. Now, if you have any um, methods that you use when spellcrafting or if you have any questions, go ahead and leave it in the comments below. Um, podcast listeners, you can send me a message, um, send me an email. Make sure that you guys are following me on social media so you can be notified when I post new videos. I'm also still tossing around the idea of doing a live stream for the podcast. I just have to come up with a schedule. 
And right now my schedule is not great for that. I've got so much going on um, with Samhain and then uh, Thanksgiving is coming and then Yule and Christmas time. I am doing a craft fair at the end of November. <laughs> so I have a lot going on. So I haven't really put together a schedule for doing a live stream, but that is something that I am still keeping in my mind. And yeah. That fizzled out really fast. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, podcast listeners. If you would like to see my videos, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel too. All links are in the show notes and in the description. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.